When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome back to the Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. Uh huh. Episode one hundred ninety-five coming at you. One hundred and ninety-five of these. This yep. is. Yep. Kevin Clanch over there. Yeah. I'm Tommy Baranowski. How's it going, man? It's just glorious. I can't believe we were one hundred ninety-five weeks into this. <laughs> one hundred ninety-five times that you or me or both of us, pr- primarily both of us, I'd say one hundred and eighty of these. Easily have been the two of us. I'd say so. Yeah. That's crazy, though. It is. I like it. Every time it keeps growing, I mean, like, what happens? You get to 200, what's the next milestone? I mean, really, is 300 really that much? It's another 50%? Yeah, I'm not not really sure. 250 almost sounds more... Like, it's weird how round numbers work. How, Uh you know, like, 250 sounds almost more impressive than 300. You know what I like? 269. I like it too. Yeah, I would imagine that would just be like a sixty-nine threesome. I'm not really sure logistically how. To I don't know. No, I don't know how to position anyone in that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I get the there's initial parts that have to like there's criteria that has to be met, right? But the rest of it. At what point do I finish early and cry in that scenario? I don't. I mean, any point really. <laughs> there's no making it through that alive, really. And if this is your first time joining, this is what you have to expect from the first 194 episodes. I love that every week I think, man, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We got all these topics, and then it just, yeah. And then we turn everyone off in the first 30 seconds. Right. I mean, it just goes (laughs) blue humor so quickly. Uh, Oh, man. What are you going to do? Anyways, we uh, are working on the shirt situation currently, and... But we do have a few select sizes. We even owe a few people shirts. Yeah, I apologize. I was going to give you a shout-out. Hold on a second. I believe it was uh, Dustin Eastman. Mm. Yeah, my man ordered a large. This is the first time this has happened. Yeah, it was Dustin Eastman. My man ordered a large. I tried. To, I hit you up on uh, Twitter, sent you a Twitter message. I'll shoot you an email, too, uh, assuming you don't hear this first. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all out of larges, buddy. So you'll either... Um, 
I'm going to send you a refund right away, or you can get, uh, you know, first dibs on the next uh, batch of shirts. Yeah. Which we are going to be putting an order on. I already let our guys know we need to put an order in, so it should be soon. We're thinking about mixing it up. If you have any ideas out there, feel free to shoot them at us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Some of you guys are pretty good at the computer design and everything like that. I sounded so old there with the old the uh, computer design. design. On the computers. Um, yeah, otherwise we're just going to inverse the colors. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't bury the lead, Kevin. Jeez. I mean, they're sweet. They look sweet. The white <laughs> outsides with the red, that's cool. And the maroon. Yeah, it definitely has to be maroon. It can't be. No, it's not red. It can't be red and gray. We yeah, can't yeah. We can't be Ohio State colors. No. I honestly thought about just doing maize and blue for an order. Yeah, Fuck we it. might have to. We'll probably have to. All right, I'll at, figure out the At some too. point. Yeah. But maybe a limited edition. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure that piece out. That could be the uh, Coon Time edition. Exactly. <laughs> I did I did uh, message them and say, we, I just got to hook you guys up. You guys are the whole. You guys are such a big part of <laughs> what we do. And we love everything your son does. Uh, anyway. Mrs. Coon's very nice to us, though. Yes. She's very kind. And we had Dan Coon, former All-American. Yep. On an episode long time ago. Yes. Which was fun as well. So, so far, um, and Maddie Coon listens, which actually didn't make Dan Coon too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lots of... She's uh, got a good sense of humor, clearly. <laughs> obviously, she has wonderful taste. She That was probably his biggest concern with it. Not the bad language, but, like, please don't tell me this is, like, your taste in Yeah, men how did you gravitate forward. towards these two idiots? <laughs> Because clearly something's wrong with you. Yeah. We're going to have to send you to one of those 1950s wayward home for women. Like, like Matilda. Is that what happened to Matilda? She got pregnant as a teenager and got sent to some home? Or No, that's a different Matilda. The one I'm thinking Matilda about was a Disney Dallas. movie where she like <laughs> flies around. <laughs> and there's a mean lady. I don't know. I never really saw it. Danny DeVito's in it, though. Hmm. I do... I do find that fascinating that there are women alive that, like Bill Burr has a great comedy bit, like, you know, uh, the guy's 84, like, what did you expect him to say when he started asking him about Instagram? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, what, did what he, did what he say was, was inappropriate? Yes. But let's understand that the guy was born in 1932 Jackie Robinson broke into the league in 1958. Yeah. <laughs> the first 26 years of his life was just white people playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have the most enlightened views on things. He might not. He might not. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid point. And that, like, you know, there's women alive today. Like, well, I did get pregnant in high school, and uh, they sent me to the wayward home for, <laughs> you know, disobedient girls or something. I mean, yeah. like, you know, just like because it was such a shame to the family. Then this is a thing that really happened. This isn't like Tommy's plans for the future. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now, now you get an MTV series, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can that turn it into pr- some promotional deals from Pampers. Yeah. Turns out Farrah's not coming back. She's fed up with all the BS. 
She's the one who's in porn now. You mean she does something other than porn? No, it turns out. Well, uh, that's where I know her from. Here's the thing. She's the only one that has since gone to porn. So really, it's a victory for everyone. Percentage-wise, that has to sort of be... On par with the community. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to the rest of the population, our cast members don't go to porn as often. One out of 15. It's not so bad. It's a meatloaf song. Yeah. Anyway, so we're low on shirts. We're going to get some new ones. (laughs) And uh, we'll let everybody know as soon as they're in. Honestly, I don't expect it to be too long, so keep you on the loop. That is what she said. Um. So a very healthy and happy Kevin Clanch after competing this weekend. He's yes. in one piece. Oh, Adidas Wrestling. Yes, I was wearing my uh, Matt Wizard 4s. So Ooh, that was your selection. It was my selection. Yeah, I couldn't go. They're the newest ones I had to represent, you know, represent the product out there. That's what uh, that's what we're here for. So I was rocking the Matt Wizard 4s on, uh, on Saturday. They were excellent. No complaints whatsoever. Great grip. Excellent feel. I mean, they, they really kind of are, are, are malleable to your feet. So as... As you move, the whole shoe kind of shifts with it. Um, in most shoes, I like to tie mine way lower than, than they go all the way up. I don't have to worry about those on those because they just adjust to, uh, as you move, which is really I felt, cool. I felt that way with the Varners. The Varners do the same. Like yeah, you yeah. can actually tie those all the way up and yeah. they move with you. It's it, And they've got a wider sole, so it's like it makes it easy. But their grip was, was incredible with those two. Um. But yeah, it, it. I mean, it was great shoes. Uh, you wore them for both your matches. Yes, I did for both matches. I did not switch shoes. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I didn't know who was like. It'd be one of those things where it's like nobody gets it. Why I just have switching shoes in the middle of it, especially considering like my first match, I did get destroyed. You know, which we'll get into a little bit. But didn't Gerard, in a little bit. Well, did it, Gerard Trice win the Midlands wearing six different singlets in six different matches or something like that? You know what? I don't know that, but I also know a great Gerard Trice story. <laughs> uh, I'll tell that one real quick. Gerard Trice at one point uh, went to Old Dominion, I think it was, and uh, was talking to the people on the team. It was like they got there the night before, and he was going to go out. He didn't have to make weight or worry too much about it or whatever, and so he was – joking with the assistant coaches on the other team and he was like uh i don't remember exactly what it was it was like hey you buy my food or not it wasn't that it was it was like i don't remember what the deal was but the deal was like hey if you do something for me i won't major your heavyweight sure and, you know and they were like no whatever blah blah blah, blah. anyway long story short joking one of, joking yeah, back and forth one bit. of the coaches was like i got you <laughs> so <laughs> they they Went out, did whatever they were going to do. The next day, Gerard won, uh, I think, 8-1. to one. He gave him an escape <laughs> in the last little bit just to make sure he paid his debts. Oh, Gerard. When you're good enough to just play around and have fun and, and do what you got to do, that's how you, you become a legend. Anyway, long story short. Uh, use promo awesome. code BLOOD20 at adidaswrestling.com. Excuse me. And uh, you get 20% off. Shoes, singlets, shirts, team orders. That's really the, what you should be doing. Definitely. Ordering all your team gear. 
hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, maybe thousands, and save 20%. And honestly, if, you know, get a hold of us. Like, uh, I'd be happy to help. So if you, uh, you're like, hey, I was thinking about doing a shoe order or anything like that for team sales or, you know, we'll, we, we have contacts now. So we're, we're happy to put no you in contact with the right people. So go doubt ahead and about get a hold it. of us. Yeah. Um, so that's all good stuff. By the way, I, um, I'm going to do this on air mm-hmm. since I keep forgetting off air. Yeah. But uh, one of these new additions, there is like an all black, and I, I'm forgetting which ones, but uh, I need a pair of those. I want to ref in them. I oh, wanna... the, the Varners. Oh, no, 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 no. The, uh, the new Combat Speed 4s. Those all black ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are sick. Yeah. I want to yeah. ref in those. Yeah. So we, we need a pair. 11 and a half. We can get that done. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, we'll get that done. So anyways. Anyways. Um, Kevin is healthy and happy and wise. Healthy enough. Happy and wise for sure. It's strange, like, right? Because I, I love wrestling. Obviously, we've been here for 195 weeks or the majority of those. Uh, talking about it every single week. And, you know, it's it's a sport that's just great to follow and be a part of. And at no point do you want to say to yourself, like, I'm too old or I'm too beat up or there's no point in competing anymore. And yet, it's kind of where I'm at, <laughs> you know. And it's funny because the last time we wrestled uh, at one of these tournaments, right, like, uh, you wrestled the Michigan State All-American standout and I got did. your ass kicked. And yes. I was like, that's kind of funny. Like, it's crazy that how, like, random that is that that happened. Yeah. But I have to take – I have to enjoy this moment where this happened to my friend. <laughs> right. That's how you know your friends because you can laugh at their misfortune. Right. And it's okay. Exactly. So – Naturally, I show up, and uh, I'm like, damn, that guy's jacked. And I'm like, but he's got to be like 180-something. You know, I don't have to worry about that guy. Um, turns out uh, he's not 180. Uh, he's 165, which is about the same weight I usually am. Uh, and his his name, he's a good guy, Carl Nadolski Jr. Right. Uh, Carl Nadolski, a uh, referee in the state of Michigan, and his son was a... Uh, four-year standout at Michigan State. Uh, I, I apologize. I've been look, trying to find out the results. I'm assuming the guy made the quarterfinals his senior year uh, and made the NCAA tournament all four years Yeah, and was really fucking good. And uh, I, I couldn't see if he ended up being an All-American because I just couldn't find the results in the, in the short time I was looking for it. Um, I do know in my conversation with him that he did end up throughout his career beating eventual national champions throughout the actual Big Ten season, um, Tirapelli being the, the, the main one we were talking about. But it was crazy. So we go out there to wrestle, and right, like you're in your head, and you're like, okay, I'm a confident guy. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's been off the mats for so long. Sure. Maybe he just looks kind of big and isn't really that that strong anymore, you know, so... Um, I'll go out there. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to compete. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work for my tie-ups. I'm going to do everything that I know that works to win, right? And who knows? Maybe I'll just surprise the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm getting ready to go, and I you know, I go out there, and um, the, he was absolutely jacked without his shirt on, too, turns <laughs> out. That's probably why he was down at 165 uh, 
He was the strongest man I've ever wrestled. I <laughs> immediately as the match started, he gets a two on one, but it's a, it's like a two on one where he puts it to the inside of his head, so he just kind of sticks his his head on the outside of what is my right shoulder, but okay. he controls my elbow and my wrist, but on the inside, and so he's essentially just circling to my right leg the whole time, and it wasn't my arm anymore; it was attached to my body. <laughs> I had no control over it, had nothing to do with it. And so I'm like, all right, so what can I do? I'm trying to maybe work on a wrist. I'm trying to push in and, like, bang on the head with my left hand to try and get a a front headlock or something. Eventually, I'm like, all right, I need to come up and get a good inside tie on his right arm and control that side. So as soon as I get that tie in, he just i mean i should have seen it coming but it's like it's like if you get a two-on-one and somebody posts on your head yeah and you just blast double them and you just lift the whole thing up and bring their arms up well he did that and that was the first takedown then there was a series of uh front headlocks and and more of those <laughs> and then we get to uh he i think he, he definitely turned me at some point i don't remember how i didn't get pinned but then we go to the second period which is greco which basically uh i think i gave up a front headlock takedown <laughs> and then I didn't get thrown there, but uh, oh, and mind you, at this point, Elise and the kids are not there yet. That's good. They started at like ten thirty a.m. All right, is when this all started going, and I keep like at, at points throughout the match when I realized that this was going to get out of hand, <laughs> which was quickly. <laughs> I just kept like glancing my eyes over to the door to see like they're not walking in now, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> This is. This you just is, don't want to see your son crying. Uh, oh, and mind you, hold on. Let me take a break and read you, because at this point in the match, this is the best, probably the best time to read this. All right. So this is the uh, the Mirmidon, uh recap of the duels. Right. Right. It was excellent. They raised a ton of money. This is not word for word, but like they they legit raised a bunch of money for pinning down autism, uh, friends of the elephant seal. Uh, their team name, by the way, was. Uh, oh man, what was it? it was it was. I'm going to be so mad that I can't remember. Breaking necks and cutting checks? No, it was like SEAL Team 6, but it was like Elephant SEAL Team 6. I don't remember what it was, but it was really clever. Uh, Wounded Warrior Project and Camp Sunshine. They they raised uh, a lot of money for for all of those charities and um, was happy to be a part of it. But here we go. The highlight of the day was the Legacy Division match featuring former Michigan State standout Carl Nadolski versus Kevin Claunch from the Blood Round podcast. Nadolski edged Claunch for the victory, in parentheses, score is unavailable. <laughs> Which is very kind of them. Yes, exactly, because at this point in the match, we're entering the second period, and it's 18 to... Th- no, uh, 18 to 4, or 17 to 3. It must have been 7... It was somewhere in there. Sure. But it wasn't over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so... I must... I don't remember exactly what the score was, but I do remember uh, at one point he went in for just a shot to a body lock and lifted me straight up in the air. <laughs> and then I got enough of a look like to at the gym to be like, thank God they're not here because this is about to end, and I hope it ends without me getting hurt. And I did get launched for five right over top, <laughs> and I think I just tucked and rolled. You know, like, what are you supposed to do? I'm not going to try and stop it, you know. Uh, but it was good. I, I was happy for that because 
I didn't I didn't want to walk into a gym and, and beat people and be like, guess I'm done now. I wanted to get I'm glad I got my ass kicked thoroughly to be like, I don't need to do that and again. That was fine. It is a good way to get the fire out of your belly. When, yeah. You know. But no, it was good. I, uh, he was the nicest guy ever. We, we talked a lot beforehand, before the matches. Uh, we talked a lot afterwards. It was a lot of fun getting to hear his stories. But uh, The Nadalskis are a great family. They're yeah. very nice. They're, they're awesome. He, he did say that uh, your sister was his rival when they were like six. At that is true. Yes. So. so I think Casey has a common opponent victory over you now. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets the, the one seed for sure. Yeah, yeah, in the rematch. Uh, no, she uh, or he he was he was excellent, super nice guy. Uh, had an absolute blast um, competing with him, and he, you know he's telling me stories. I don't remember. I never remember if it was uh, which which Tirapelli won an NCAA title, but the year he won the title was when Nadolski had beaten him earlier that year, and he was you know because I was asking him about that that elbow control that he had and and how he was doing that. Um. Just because, you know, there are things you see in other rooms and, and higher-level rooms that you don't necessarily see all the time that, I mean, that doesn't seem like that would be too difficult to incorporate into your wrestling to to enjoy doing and learning. And obviously, I mean, it was incredible how he, like, I felt like I had absolutely nothing to do. So here's, here's Well, you know those piece. stupid jocks that become doctors later in life, too. Well, right, 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 of course, yes, he is. He's like an endocrinologist now. But here's the thing. <laughs> You Google Carl Ladalski wrestling, and the first thing that comes up is his bio from Michigan State his junior year. The second thing that comes up is a uh, article from uh, Docs Who Lift, and he's just the most jacked human being. It's just him. <laughs> Look at this picture. Hold on a second. And again, I, I this is all like. It yeah. doesn't look any different than that. And I know this is bad <laughs> podcasting, but, like, it's just him completely and totally ripped. It does not surprise me that he was a 165 standing next to me, but being, like, a head and a half shorter. But that didn't prevent him from throwing you. No, it didn't. It probably helped. <laughs> no, it was it was incredible. Super nice guy. Uh, had a blast. I did win my next match. I'm not going to go into details on that. It was what I had hoped all of them would be. But <laughs> a lot of front headlocks, a lot of takedowns and turns. But yeah, the Kevin Clanch leg lace did make an appearance. It did. The the I've I'm still I've still never tried a leg lace and not gotten it to this point. <laughs> I can go into retirement saying that I did hurt my ribs very very badly with it somehow, but I did get it. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That's fun, man. That's uh, good times. Yes. You can retire. And, and although, you know what I did do? I did just sign up for an amateur Ninja Warrior challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Never done it before. The lady on the phone was like, you should probably go to one of these, like, uh, Ninja Boot Camps first. And I was like, yeah, but if I don't want to do that, I can just sign up, right? Like, I can just show up and do it. I'm going to do that. It's Chloe's birthday on Saturday. This Saturday? Yeah. Ooh, very nice. And I think we're going to Rebounders where they have a Ninja Warrior course of sorts. Interesting. At least that's what she told me. 
Chloe's to the age now. So by Ninja Warrior course, does she mean Jungle Gym? Because I'm fairly confident that's all a adult Ninja Warrior course is. No, I think this the is giant actually Jungle Gym, like a legit one. I don't know. I Chloe knows from an early age. Now this is a girl that planned her own birthday party when she was like six. So. She even had, like, rubber ducky themes and the game set up and everything. I was there. That was a legit party. Yeah. And that was, like, her planning it because that's who she is. She understands that her dad is terrible at those things. (laughs) And so she just kind of tells me what's going to happen. And I just go along with it and pay for it. Yeah. But she's a good kid, though. She really is. But uh, that makes her sound kind of spoiled. But, no, she... uh, she was telling me all about rebounders and how much she wanted to do all this stuff, and Ninja Warrior course came up. So maybe could kill two birds with one stone there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Chloe Monster will be 10 on Saturday. Double digits. Crazy. Well, then the next milestone is, well, I guess, teenager. Because technically when you transition. I don't like how you said that. I don't like how you're talking about my daughter transitioning. I, well, <laughs> there may be a tra- – I don't know. There may be one before that. I'm not sure how that works. I don't get it. But I was going to say then driver's license, 16. There's several more milestones is my point when you're younger. Yeah. So many so many transitions to enjoy. <laughs> I, I listen to Adam Carolla's show pretty much daily. Yeah. And they got on this theme – Maybe a month ago about songs in hindsight, like hit songs from the 60s and 70s and 80s that were basically about statutory rape. <laughs> and this Neil Young song they played the other day was just basically like, man, I know you want to go back to the hotel, but five minutes of pleasure can send you 20 minutes or I mean like when you actually stop and listen to the words you're like he's singing about debating whether or not to bang a 15 year old <laughs> like or is he, like this is awful and this is just a hit song yeah isn't there a Neil Diamond song like girl you're just too young girl like I mean wasn't Buddy Holly banging his cousin for like a long time hey I don't know about that Who's the one that did uh, that uh, Busey was like? Gary he, Busey? Yeah, he was like the actor in the movie. I thought that was Buddy Holly. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Who did Great Balls of Fire? I want to say Jerry Lee Lewis, but I know that's not the name. I don't know that one either. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. But yeah, anyways, it's a it's sort of a terrible but funny topic of just like how it especially in this day and age when everyone has to be outraged about everything you're like oh my god like these songs are just playing on the radio it's no big deal right right yeah different times different that was back in the good old days when we used to send underage pregnant girls to specialty camps which is a callback yeah (laughs) which is strange because it's like buddy holly yeah yeah Ah, there you go. Oh, there's a picture of Buddy Holly. I see why he was banging his cousin. He's a weird dude. <laughs> so I was uh, 
I was telling a story this weekend, and I realized like I never told it on uh, on the podcast before. This is going to get pretty blue here, okay? So you know, just be careful. It's about to get blue. Well, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Oh, by the way, speaking of blue, your shirt you're wearing. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Yeah, we got to th- say thanks to uh, to Coach Moreno, Michael Moreno, out of uh, uh, University of Northern Colorado. Uh, they hooked us up with some T-shirts. Well, me a T-shirt, you a long sleeve. I got a sweet long sleeve. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean, uh, he, he put a really nice note in there from us. Um, we genuinely are, are pretty pumped to have you guys on the show, and it's always fun to, to talk about programs that don't get enough exposure. I mean, they've got an excellent coaching staff there with Troy Nickerson and, and Moreno, and, um, you know, I mean, they've got a lot of good things going on there, um, a lot of tough guys who are, are competing and making the national tournament. Um, yeah, good location, good name, good coaching staff, lots of things going for them, so you like that. You like developing program. Hashtag bear hunting. And if, and if you're um, new – relatively new to this podcast mm-hmm. each year we have adopted programs yep um kevin has had more success adopting programs than <laughs> me or <laughs> they've actually interacted with kevin uh but uh so this year kevin was already ahead of the game announcing that northern colorado is going to be his adopted program indeed so we'll probably have them on we'll probably uh uh you know well, it's, it's a Talk fun to, thing to do because you get to catch up on, you know, the coaches always have good stories about their careers, right? Obviously, yep. Troy Nickerson at Cornell and, and being a national champion, knocking off our uh, Michigan hometown hero and, and two-time finalist, one-time champ, uh, Donahoe, Paul Donahoe. Um, and then Moreno having a great career at, at Iowa State. Um, his brother Gabe also was tough as nails. so Absolutely. And they saw what we did for Princeton. Yeah, I mean, look at Princeton now. Yeah, what are so, you going to credit? Uh, everyone else Coach wants Ayers to get on and this. Dubuque or us. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't bring up Eastern Michigan. That didn't happen. Yeah, Coach Ayers. That Coach, wasn't our fault. Well, you know, hey, our track record's looking pretty decent. Yeah, Scott Weatherby's a dickhead. Can't do anything <laughs> about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to having you on, and appreciate the shirts, guys. Absolutely. Well. There was wrestling. There this was. Weekend. Yasu Lots of Dogu. wrestling. What's that? I said Yasser Dogu. Out in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dakin Taylor, you're thinking, <laughs> all right, we all love Dakin Taylor, but. Let's not, let's not get too excited. Let's not get too excited. Let's reserve ourselves. Let's let's wait and see how it goes. They just made the world team. It's going to be their first time on the world team, like being the guy at their weight class. The international wrestling can be weird. Weird things can happen. You know, uh, there's a lot of gamesmanship overseas. There's a lot of... You know, you see matches get stolen from guys where, you know, they're just not used to the tricks the foreigner. And some of these foreigners, they just don't. Uh, well, um, some of our wrestling in 
in the United States can be pretty formulaic. You know, we, we, we shoot a lot. We, we kind of all agree that head and arms and a lot of lat drops and stuff, you know, once you get past eighth grade, you should be able to defend that. And like, yeah, you know, sometimes in a scramble, you can catch that stuff, but a lot of times, you know, you got to be able to shoot. You got to be able right. to, you know, we, we, we sort of have a formula and, and I, I, I think that might even be going away a little bit with how wide open Penn State wrestles and some of that other stuff. But that's a whole another conversation for another day. But like you said, let's not get too excited. Just yeah. because Kyle Dake and David Taylor are, are, you know, fun personalities and they came up during the age of live streams and they got a bunch of Twitter followers and Instagram followers and all sorts of stuff. You know, let's, let's not get too excited. This is their first go around after all. And yes, we all know they're been behind Jordan Burroughs and Jaden Cox for the one thing, but you know, Jordan Burroughs and primarily. Yeah. Yeah. And, and while Jordan Burroughs was going ahead and just winning world championships. So it's not like Jordan Burroughs was just holding them back and then going one and two or something like that at the world championships. Uh, you know the the story is well documented, and and uh, legitimately 190 episodes probably we were like, I think either Kyle Dake or David Taylor could go place top three in the world championships, but he doesn't have they don't have chances to. Yeah, but even even that claim, I think we can say is a little dubious, is a little uh, is is a little presumptive. Of of course, and at the same time, you had David Taylor going out there and and pinning the guy who was or or teching the guy who was ranked third in the world from Cuba at the time and beat the streets. And I mean, it, it wasn't like they were participating. They, they were they were participating in international competitions and knocking off good people. Right, is my point. Right, and now they get the spot, and you're like, oh man, and. And uh, I love Team USA. I like Dakin Taylor. I mean, I think they're both, you know, I'm rooting for them. Right. But I'm still, you know, you know, hey, you know, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And then they just go to Turkey this weekend and destroy people. Pin their way to the finals, both of them. And seven matches, six pins, and one tech. Yes. Yeah. It's it's insane, and this is the same tournament. Let's let's just in terms of uh, just to get to get an idea of how tough the tournament is. Remember that Kyle Snyder took third, and Gwizdowski took third, and Burroughs took second. Yeah, and I know that each weight class isn't the same as the other. I I get that, but it it is a tournament where good competition shows up. I do like to sometimes think about this from a mere mortal standpoint, mm-hmm. like all you guys that are listening to this in their in their car between job sites or at their desk at work or, or what have you, uh, that can you imagine just going to a tournament right now and teching and pinning everybody that showed up? Like, or having that moment in high no, school. No, I can't remember that. I can't <laughs> picture having, that. Yeah, or having that moment in high school where you just go out there and you just tech and pin everybody. David Taylor's in an Olympic weight class. Right. <laughs> this, 
<laughs> this is one where they're like, all right. There's, this counted for get ready. seating points and <laughs> and you're and then this year's world championships counts for seating points towards next year's world championships where if you place in the top six your country qualifies for the Olympics. Now I still think putting on a sidebar it hasn't been formally announced that. It's six 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 in the same format. Uh-huh. I'm holding out hope that Japan, host countries like medals. All countries like medals. Host countries love medals, and host countries tend to have a little say in it. Well, what is Japan really, really good at in bringing back medals? Women's wrestling, right? So, do they try to bump this up to eight from six? Because there were only six women's weight classes in Rio. You know, do they do they try to bump it up to eight or ten? I mean, there's going to be ten at the World Championships this year, right? But I mean, the more medals, the better. This is a this is a sport they have an advantage in. It six 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 may not be a done deal, and it isn't a done deal. Um, I've asked, but uh, anyway. So this is in the old format, though, or in the current yet to be adjusted format. David Taylor's in an Olympic weight class. This tournament counted, and he went out there, <laughs> and he pinned everybody. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Do head-to-head matchups count in that? And I know it was a while ago, but he did beat Yazdani. He crushed him. They don't really. It's points. I know stuff, they don't. But... I, I knew it before I asked it, but I wanted to bring it up anyway just to remind everyone that that also happened. Yeah, and then he just laid there. Yeah. As, he, <laughs> as, as David walked around with his American flag socks on. <laughs> anyway, no, I mean, it was it's it's incredible what those guys did. It was so awesome. I mean, you know, I you could only see so much, right? It was all kind of shut down. Also, I I just have to appreciate USA wrestling has sort of mentally I'm not sure how to phrase this. I worry now. I'm I'm just a I'm I'm sitting in a, a recliner right now with a Oberon next to me. You red wine? <laughs> I do have red wine. It's very good. Um, Pinot Noir. I I don't I don't I don't know shit. Okay, I'm no. just I'm I'm pontificating. I'm I'm theorizing. But you worry. Oh, I go to this next level. I got to tighten up. I can't be as wide open. I can't give away points. I can't do all this stuff, you know, or, and, and, you know, oh, geez, I'm going to, now I have to go internationally and, and now I got to go to the world championships and, and man, I should really try to like, you know, pick my spots and understand that at this level, eight to four is like a blowout win or something like that. And Dake and Taylor were like, fuck this shit. Yeah, no. Well, and it's funny, too, because I remember – I always remember uh, where I was when I watched uh, Taylor come back against Yazdani, and I will always remember where I was the first time I watched David Taylor wrestle freestyle. And – or, excuse me, Kyle Dakes uh, uh, wrestle freestyle. And it was at, like uh, – it was on TV. It was, like, NBC Sports Network. It was, like, 2013, I want to say. And it was just against – it was, like, a Ron, and I knew that they were tough. But I remember 
Dake just got in on a double leg and picked the dude up and slammed him straight down on his back. And it was like, oh, he's going to be good at this. <laughs> I was worried that he wasn't, you know, explosive enough, but uh, clearly, clearly he is. Um, but, yeah, it's it was great to see those guys show up and, and put in the work. And, yeah, and they don't care. They know their style is going to work. They know their style eventually is going to wear people down. Their so style open of it up. holding guys' shoulders to the mat for an extended period of time seems to be. <laughs> that's, hey, well, let's just go pin them. You just, it's this new thing called yogging. You just uh, apparently run for an extended period of time. Well, and Taylor is so dangerous because it's like, all right, well, he's going to pin me if I don't do anything. And so I should do something. Oh, I, I'm going to get pinned doing something too. Yeah, when you're wrestling David Taylor and he starts going for that cradle, you are basically just It's crazy. You, you are <laughs> it's you crazy. are in that Chinese finger trap where you're just yeah. like if I the more I fight this, the more it's just going to make me cradled faster. It's crazy to think that he was at 74 kilograms at one point looking to see how long and his long, his, his arms and legs are and everything even now, like cuz I guess you got to think to yourself, it's not like those guys really get much taller. They just get thicker. I just love that Dake and Taylor are two guys with this Jordan Burroughs and the lack of weight classes previously up until this expansion to 10. And that they're like two guys that just got out of prison and we're letting them go to a pizza buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that's basically how they acted this yeah. weekend. Like, we're here. We've been waiting a long time for this. Yep. And you fuckers are in trouble. Now it's time to really cash in. <laughs> Get the chefs in the back ready, because we're going back for fourths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's been It's been marvelous. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Daniel Cormier gave both those guys a shout-out, you know. Yeah. Great to see you guys out there competing, and it's been too long, and uh, you guys are killing it. And, you know, Dake's response was essentially like, thanks, man. You know, we still got some time. We got got a peak. We're not ready there. We're not ready yet. We got time before we need to be at our, our best. So they know what's up. They know what they're doing this for. I, I would love to hear the conversations overseas about Dake and Taylor after this weekend. Like, oh, from other podcasts on their 195th episode from like... Yeah, uh, the Dagestan the blood round. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, goat round in Dagestan. Goat round. Um, but they're... Yeah, apparently these... <laughs> Oh, no one sent me an animal joke to finish out this episode. I was, you know, we finished out with a goat joke, a dolphin joke. Now I'm worried, but... uh, There's always the alligator joke. (laughs) Yeah, true. But that. uh, There's a... I just just would like to hear them overseas be like, ah, so two Americans? What it, that have never been to the world championships before? Like, yeah, a- apparently with the weight classes and yeah. Jordan Burroughs, these two guys. Turns just, out there were guys behind him, <laughs> and they're pissed. Yeah, and uh, they seem to channel that anger into the weight room, and 
pinning people. Right. And the and the urge to pinning people. Yeah, this is uh this is unfortunate for our metal chances. Well, think about it. If you if you spent I mean 5 years trying to beat Jordan Burroughs, right? Like well, I I don't know if I could just take him down a whole match. I got to try and find a way to pin him. So they probably tried to work on that for a while. We know that uh, Dake, obviously, I mean, like, think about what those guys are good at, right? Crotch lifts, uh, cradles from, from. I mean, you saw even when when Taylor was still down at 74 kilograms, he still locked up Burroughs in those cradles. Yeah. That probably would have been pins if they were in the middle of the mat. Yeah. One of them would have for sure. Um, but he just took them out of bounds because, you know, that was that was where they were. But uh, my point is, I mean, these guys have worked on these things with the Im- interest and, and the, the goal of beating Jordan Burroughs. And they still were not able to. Right. And now they've got all these diverse sets of skills, not to mention what they just initially brought with their uh, two-time Hodge Trophy and national champion and Physical abilities. Yeah, like w- with their already amazing gifts <laughs> that they had. And now they just are like unleashed. So, um, I can't fucking wait. It's 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 incredible. Gilman also won. He did this weekend, which you know we talked about a little bit. As far as you know, the casual fan may have been pressing the panic button a little bit out there, but well, a couple. Of those I mean, matches. he loses to the defending world champion. He loses right. to the and then the guy. That he lost to at the World Cup. Three weeks later, went and won the European Championships. Right. So he's not losing to losers, right? Like, right. Turns out that's a really fucking tough weight class. It's historically and, been a very tough weight class for the United States to bring back medals in, and and losses are good things. Losses at that point are good things. You're learning. You're figuring things out. I mean, what you saw this weekend is when he scores points. When he opens it up, when he continues to push the pace, he tends to win. Those were high-scoring matches. They were. And, yeah, he's he's big, he's physical, he's long. He's great for that weight class. Two-day weigh-in is not going to be a problem. Nope. It's probably more of an adjustment for the other guys than it yep. is for him, uh, clearly. And, you know, he's uh, – I, I think he's a threat. I, I, I really think he's a, a world, world championship threat. And, I mean, you know, the that tournament can be weird. Uh, that Japanese guy is a big 57. Uh, there's a lot of speed bumps in that weight class on the way to the finals. And I, I really think Gilman is a, a definitely, definitely a threat to to bring it all home this year so that's uh it's good to see him this weekend go out there and get that and lost in the shuffle of of you know dakin taylor was is probably him you know getting back to like you said scoring a lot of points taking care of business taking it to people right right well and you got to consider too i mean with there's just as many hiccups there's just as many roadblocks and speed bumps or whatever term you want to use for everybody else on the other side of the bracket come World Championships times. And this is, again, uh, an Olympic weight where this is going to score him some points towards seeding 
uh, come the world championship. So huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it's been a while since we sent a returning medalist at 57 kilograms. Well, and he's he's got such a good room and good coaching staff. I mean, like, I'm not even too worried about the, the Japanese guy. They've seen each other enough times to know, okay, here's where he's taking advantage of you. Here's where you need to adjust yourself and, and don't get caught. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Well, and one thing with the Japanese guy is he's scored off of Gilman's shots. Yeah. Which tells me, you know, Brands and Mark Perry know there's an adjustment there. Right. That they could make. It's not like this guy's blowing Gilman's doors off. Right. So I I do have high hopes for Gilman this October. I, re- I really do. I mean, you know. Great insight. He took a silver home last year, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whoever said that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll be fine. Uh, Burroughs and Camizo, uh, that seemed to be just a hell-bent screw job there. It looked like Burroughs scored to make it 8-4, to 8-3, to three. like he got behind and he got yeah. both, in, and then Camizo kept scrambling, and then somehow he drives him out of bounds. They both go to their knees, and a four is offered by the ref. I I don't, you know, overseas standard screw job, and, basically. And, it, I don't know. Jason Bryant shared this thing today that was about the it wasn't it wasn't defending the call. It was just some sort of statistical thing that may or may not have backed it up. I didn't click on it because I was like, I don't care what this says. There's no fucking chance that that's for. There's and under no circumstances. Um, yeah, it was a guy who does these like stat graphs on kind of where the points are coming from and which his back was never exposed. Not at any point. That is, that does seem to be a key piece of information. That's huge. I'm not, like, I I think the, the, uh, uh, Camizo's coach was asking for two. <laughs> I, I I think with stats and graphs, baseball does this a lot. You know I'm a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of these guy, guys come up with these stats that are like, oh, uh, when it's a one-two count and it's a fastball and the humidity is 70% and the temperature is above 67 degrees and blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's interesting, but it's still not a better stat than how many runs are the other team scoring against right. him when he's pitching. Right. I, I, yeah, or strikeouts to walks or something. You know, and even strikeouts to walks, it's like, are the other teams scoring runs against him when he pitches? No. He's probably a really good fucking pitcher. Right. Yeah, and, and, so I think there's an element of overthinking things and Well and, and let's let's look at it this way too. Because you also have to consider that there was a time back in the day in baseball when people were like, Is Wade Boggs really good? 
I mean, he's hitting 360, but he's not he's not hitting home runs. He's not driving in runs. Oh no, he's just actually getting on base, which allows you to score more runs. Getting on base like a fuck ton more often than everyone else. So that's you know, really what they said. A fuck ton. That's they what actually they said. tried to create a fuck ton statistic. Yeah. Then it kind of the FT percentage, um, <laughs> which for Wade Boggs was a hundred percent. No, anyway, uh, but my point is like, I mean, baseball is 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 a. It, I don't always like it when they try and create those sort of statistical things with wrestling because it's like there's just too much going on there. There like, is. There's too there much is. going on that that is just otherworldly, other uh, different levels like that you just can't compare. You know, and. You know, there's a debate about, all right, so you're telling me Camizo's points come off of counters or something like that. Well, that's a good thing to me because I think Burroughs will just make that adjustment and make sure those points don't yeah. come, you know, or something. I mean, and, and, and that's how I feel. I don't I don't feel – Well, the thing – If the, you're asking me to bet on Burroughs, Camizo, you know, the next time they wrestle or if they're going to wrestle five minutes from now, it's just there's no, there's no hesitation in my mind that I'm betting on Burroughs. Of course, 100% of the time. And and I know we're homers, but like we're pretty honest homers when it comes no, to this stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, am I doing the same thing with Gilman versus the Japanese guy? Heck no, no. I mean, you know, I, I'm still scared about that match, but I'm just saying I feel very good about Gilman going through this tournament with the two day weigh ins and everything. Burroughs Camiso, fuck yeah, Burroughs, hundred percent of the time. I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean. Even okay, even that last scramble, right? Burroughs gets in on the legs. What do, what do most people do? They they collapse. What does Burroughs do now? All right, maybe I need to work on. Hey, come up to the to the waist and actually launch the dude. Yeah. I'm explosive. The guy's gonna try and get up to his feet and scramble, and most people just carry the leg and try and try and keep it safe. No, climb into the body and launch him. Get some points. Obviously, Camizo is a dangerous guy. That's why he feels comfortable coming up from from parterre straight up to his feet and trying to create a scramble from there. But if that's what he's going to do, bring the fight to him there is what I say. Or you just cut him, or you do the the opposite. Say, all right, see ya. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage with you in this. I already got my points. It's not like you get an escape point. See you later. You used to in freestyle. It was rarely seen. I don't even remember those days. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> well, and I didn't start wrestling freestyle until I was 15. Yeah. I remember the no periods days. That was pretty oh. crazy. <laughs> Just six minutes straight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you had to score three Can points in order for the match to be over? sweaty Cox would get? <laughs> Dude, that would be, that would be horrible. For everyone involved. Just the sweatiest cocks anyone's ever seen. <laughs> Just puddles. Just all over the place. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. But uh, he would just go out there and, like, wait for the first 90 seconds. Like, well, you're just going to fall off of me for the next four and a half minutes anyways. <laughs> just just going to work up a good lather, and uh, then we'll be good. We had a wrestler, Kevin and I had a wrestler. I don't even know if you were there for this, but uh, we're wrestling up in Reed City, which is a uh, a pretty small town about an hour or so north of here. And 
individual tournament, and our kid in the finals goes into double overtime. So you flip the disc. I was there for this. Okay. Yeah. And you get top, bottom, or you defer. You get top, bottom, or you defer. Not you go down, and then the next guy goes down. Right. A lot of people apparently think you go down one thirty seconds, and you go down the other 30 right. seconds. So the kid chooses top. Our kid gets out. Because they're 215-pounders and they're, super sweaty. They're 215-pounders. Our kid's pretty decent on bottom. Our kid's a good kid. I mean, yeah, well, he, at he this point, top. he's 30-3 and three on the year or something he like that. I mean, it was late in the season. In state, but it was good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, and then uh, 30 seconds gets over, and I go, down. <laughs> and the ref goes, you were down last one. Yeah. Sure was. Down. Yeah. And they say, no, you can't do that. And <laughs> damn you <laughs> sure can. And uh, Kevin now knows that this tournament is not starting until Tommy gets his way because <laughs> Tommy knows the rules. And the ref does not. And the ref does not. The other coach does not. And the table doesn't. But this tournament is not starting. I am standing in the middle of this mat until this gets corrected. I did not tell him to choose top. He chose top. Yeah, the other kid chose top, which, you know, in hindsight, the way this match ends could be very foolish. He may have thought, I'll go top first and bottom next, but that's not what the rules are. Yep. So, about... Nine minutes later, <laughs> uh, one of the other refs or somebody with a rule book, I, I forget how. It, there, there was there, Eventually, a, a more experienced ref had finished refing and had to come over and explain things. Yep. And about nine minutes later, I was able to select down <laughs> for the second 30 period. And meanwhile, our 215-pounder, who was a sweaty kid and a 215-pounder, had just been sweating for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it made for this whole duration of the match, but another nine minutes already after the first 30 seconds of double overtime. And off the go, this kid just slips right off of him as he stands <laughs> up. <laughs> just like completely just. Uh, and, and then the kid goes to throw our kid and just slips off of him again. And that's the match. And oh, people were booing me and yelling at me as we uh, as we walked off the mat yeah. and everything. And it just kind of like, yeah, sorry, well, we know the rules. Sorry, and that's what happened. It's funny. I never really considered how sweaty he was uh, with how many scars I now have on my face because of him. <laughs> uh, one time, I did dive in on a shot again, mind you. He's a giant man, and I was 160 pounds. Maybe at the most at that time. I was probably like 155. And I dove in on a shot and got a knee in the face, and that was nine stitches. But I have another time where I was on top, and he just he just always, always throw his head up. And it caught me in the eye, and that was uh, not stitches, but I had to glue my face shut. And then there was another time on the other side of my face. I, that was either a knee or an elbow. But, yeah. Andrew Nelson, what up, homie? Yeah. Hope all's well. Good guy. Um, rest of the results. Gwiz looked good. 
Yeah. Uh, Snyder drops a 3-3. We've seen him. You know, this interesting, the Azerbaijan guy beat Jaden Cox at yeah. the World Cup on criteria as well. 4-4, four to four, I believe. No slouch. Guy's then, been around. And then he's up at 97 for this. So he's beaten two Olympic champions and an Olympic bronze medalist this summer. So he appears to be coming for the world championships. But who was again, the other, who, who is the other Olympic champion to beat? Uh, the Iranian, I believe. I'm trying to blank. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. I just didn't know. No, nah, I was just hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> So that happened, though. It's a thing that happened. We don't know the, the yeah. guy. It was tough to watch this If his weekend. name was, like, Burt McGirt. Burt like, Bacharach. It'd be easy to remember. <laughs> it probably wasn't. By the way, after you left last Tuesday, I was uploading the episode, and uh-huh. I probably had another drink. Yep. And uh, Austin Powers came on. Elizabeth Elizabeth Hurley. Oh her, yeah. In her prime. Elizabeth Hurley in her prime is is so tough to beat. I mean that's up there. That uh, is Yeah, top is, level Elizabeth Hurley is 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 top 5. I I can't disagree with that on one iota. I mean that that is It's tough cuz her prime was like when Nelly first released his his first album. <laughs> And it was so good, and everything after that was complete dog shit. That's like Elizabeth Hurley. I love how, like, Elizabeth Hurley is in her 30s when Austin Powers comes out. And they're like, uh, well, she was really just a model in her 20s, but it just seems foolish not to see more of her. Right, right. Well, and and it's too bad, because, like, Heather Graham... For all the good things that Heather Graham has done in her career, couldn't hold a candle to Elizabeth Hurley, in my eyes. Which is saying something, because Heather Graham in the 90s, too, very solid. You know what? I have a, I have a confession. I've never seen Boogie Nights. Hmm. I need to do that. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting movie. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah. It, it's a... She's a big part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's... I don't know. Boogie Nights is a... Uh, it's almost one of those movies where you think it'd be sort of like this stupid party movie. And at times it is. But there is, there are more elements to it, which you have to appreciate. I've heard mostly positive things. So yeah. we're going to need to explore at some point. Anyway. Um so anyways, yeah, Burroughs got host. Snyder, not worried about Snyder. No, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. He kind of does this anyways each year. You know, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like you go out, you try some things. You run into some roadblocks, you figure out how to get past it. He's he's the best at doing that. He's proved it consistently. Well, also he seems to just go, okay, I'm just going to try some different techniques here, but then come world championships, 
I'm coming at you with my technique. Oh, also, you have to keep up with this ridiculous pace for six minutes, and you just weighed in at 97 kilograms. You're not ready for this. Right. How much do you think him uh, seeing Burroughs in 2016 has anything to do with this? You know, like if you're Kyle Snyder, you're thinking, all right, well, maybe I go out there. I I try some different things. I get a good feel for guys now, but um, I try and push it a little bit, but I just want to make sure I'm ready for the the game when it happens. That's an – we're already at an hour three, so we might have to – now I'm thinking of a whole different topic of (laughs) media – and sponsorships because Burroughs and Adeline both had disappointing tournaments and they had a lot of extra stuff put on them leading up to Rio. But Snyder, I think, is going to come in with more money than Burroughs and Adeline did to 2016. And if you were Snyder's best friend, do you say, hey... Look at what happened to Burroughs and Adeline in 2016. Yeah, you're getting a lot of money thrown at you, but maybe, you know, maybe we sort of take a back seat and wait till after, just because you kind of saw what happened. And no, you can't contribute that to money and endorsements and sponsorships. I don't know. Can you can't you? no. If you're the sport of wrestling, that's the fucking stupidest thing you could do. For the sport, like, why would you? Why would if you're the the top dog? I I I, I net, for no second do I attribute you know a Greek yogurt sponsorship to Burroughs' performance at in Rio. Oh, or, I mean, they're doing the polo photo shoots. They're doing the ESPN body. They're doing all that stuff. And may, maybe mentally that kind of gets in your head a little bit. You know I'm, who I'm else is doing it out that? There. Every other Olympic athlete. Okay, but the other the, – the fucking swimmers go against people with I countries understand. that don't have pools. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But the gymnastics team, they, they so, had so literally no so competition. So your point is that this is a more difficult sport that requires more of your time. Because it's actually a sport. I understand that. Yeah. I, I support that. However, <laughs> I think where it comes into play is you budget your time better. It, it, it obviously is going to get more crazy and more hectic around the Olympics and when those things come up. It is. And it does, and you need to expect that to happen. The best it, thing that probably could have happened for for Kyle as a twenty year old in the Olympics is for him, for Burroughs to be the the poster child. But now you're sort of contradicting yourself. I'm not. What I'm saying is now that the sport is continuing to get more exposure, the sport is continuing to grow. There's a lot more streaming. There's a lot more people talking about it. There's more sponsorships coming to these guys already. In 2017, 2018. So you're so saying he's more prepared for it up, than Jordan was in 2016? Yeah, actually. I am. Okay. Because they grew up with it and they... Yeah. Okay. I mean, the guy's already... I mean, he's got his, his Ford truck he's pulling around. He's He's got Rudis now that he's a big part of. Uh, I mean, th- there's there's just different levels of sponsorship that are happening and, and, and coverage. Is it still going to be an adjustment? Sure. Are, are there going to be 
smart people telling him, like, hey, turn this down, focus on this, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Is Burroughs going to be one of those people? Probably. It's interesting. I'm not saying that that but but my my point is you, you don't walk away from everything. I mean, this is the thing. I'm not saying walk away from everything. I just think it's interesting that our two poster childs had the worst tournaments of their senior level careers at Rio. Yeah. Well, and and there's something the to be said about that. And one thing about Burroughs that I don't think gets brought up enough is with the Dream Medal Fund, uh-huh. they said they'd double it yeah. for the second Olympic medal. Yeah. So when Burroughs lost wow. that really weird match with all the blood time and maybe shitty calls and yada, 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 and Uwe Mines, the German ref who looks like Mackie from fucking South Park, who I just – that guy's still allowed to Mr. ref. Mackie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, when he lost, he had lost five hundred grand. Yeah. In that moment, you go out there and wrestle again after you just lost five hundred grand. Right. See how you feel. Although the way James Green wrestled in the consolation brackets at NCAs, maybe we should take five hundred grand from him right before the right, right. Olympics. <laughs> Hey, here's what your bank account was before, and here's what your bank account is if you lose. Oh, man. No, but Gwiz had a really awesome, speaking of Germany, had a really, like, cool exposure to win 6-4 in the bronze medal match. He, yeah, right at the end. Yeah, he was in on a low single. Guy tried to, like, chest wrap him, and Gwiz sort of, like, flattened out, came up, and then knew that he had to sort of come up but then shoulder into him right and then expose him when the guy's locked on you that you know at that point you're like all right well you're just gonna set your weight here (laughs) i'll take advantage of it yeah and you know yeah gwiz gwiz looks good uh jaden lost a two to two match to but that's jaden um james green as well james green has been battling injuries so i mean that's a little concerning uh, Nation Garrett lost fourteen to seven. I haven't seen the video of that. I don't really know what happened there, but I know like you know, sixty one's tough. Nation's got it's, some stuff to work on. It's not on, surprising but... that it was a high scoring match. You yeah. know what, what? What he's going to bring and what he's always going to bring is the the energy and the effort and and to get into any situation and and that could be bad internationally. It could be very bad because those guys are like like we said are are more used to being in those positions and those throws. Maybe dialing back in a little bit on just uh creating some ties and and getting into his double, but but I think we're not the only ones thinking that and I right. think that with James Green and Jordan Burroughs like how they have learned to score and get guys moving on the international level with their speed yeah, I'm not. I'm not writing off Nation Garrett yet by any stretch of the imagination. There's enough people to talk to, and and you got to think too. Like at some point, that Bill Zadick is the head coach of of the team is is trying to connect these guys and their coaches, and and saying you know, hey, here's here's what I do well. Here's where your skills will translate over into what I do well, and and how you can incorporate that in your wrestling. Right. 
And they still have two months. And World Championships right. aren't until October this year, so right. it's late. So they still have a while. Couple Logan Steber lost his first match as well. I yeah. I think you all know how I feel about Logan Steber up at 65, but I don't know. We'll see. The guy's a competitive guy. He's going to fucking figure something out, you know. He, he's always going to bring it. He's always going to see if we can win, and, and, and he's obviously the best we have here. Like, you know, I, I hate hating on Logan Steber at this weight because he beat everyone else at this weight. <laughs> so he's clearly earned his spot on the team. He's just got to go out there and perform. Yeah. He's a, he's a world champion. He is, regardless of whether, you know, whatever – Asterisks we want to apply to it. He's a world champion wrestler, so he's got the skills to to be able to go out there and perform and do well. He's just got to put it all together. Absolutely. Do we have an animal joke to finish this on? Uh, what do you call an alligator wearing a vest? What do you call it? An investigator. Boom. Very good uh, pickup line, by the way. <laughs> Used it many times. Rock on. <laughs>